Hi there, this is Harry. Welcome back to Advanced English Lessons with Harry, where I try to help you to get a better understanding of the English language, to help you with your conversational skills, your business English skills, interview skills, whatever your goals are, we're here to help. And for those of you and your friends or family who want one-to-one -one lessons, well, you know what to do. Just get in touch, www.englishlessonviaskype.com and you can apply for a free trial lesson and we'd be very happy to hear from you and very happy to help you. Okay, so this is an advanced English lesson and in this particular lesson, it's going to be quite a long one. We've got 20 items to cover and we're looking at verbs and we're looking at verbs we use in reported speech. So they're really, really important. They're usually very strong verbs. So I'm going to go through them slowly, one at a time, and then I'll give you a couple of examples when I give you an explanation as to what they mean. So as I said, we've got 20 in total. So there's plenty of them for you to practice, plenty of them for you to listen to, and plenty of them for you to use. Okay, here we go. The first one is admit. Admit is when we accept that something has been done or we have done something. For example, he admitted that he had broken the window. He admitted that he had broken the window. She admitted that she was the one who had made the mistake, not the other person. So to admit is to accept that you are at fault or that you have done something. The robber admitted to the crime. Now, here we can say to admit to the crime or admitted doing the crime, and we can use it in the ing. So that's admit. Now, the next one is boast. So usually we use it with the preposition about, to boast about something. When we boast, we are talking that something is the best that our children are great, that our car is better than anybody else's, that our job is better than anybody else's. So we talk it up, we boast. He boasted that his children were the best in the class. He boasted that they were going to move to a much bigger house with five bedrooms and a huge garden. Yeah? So when somebody boasts, they are talking about something and everybody else says, oh yeah, here we go, boasting again. Children love to boast. My daddy is better than your daddy. My dog is bigger than your dog. They boast because that's what they hear other people doing. So to boast is to talk up something, to talk it up being bigger. Next one, claim. We claim to do something or we claim that something belongs to us. He claimed that he was the owner of the stolen property. So the police found a wallet in the park and he came forward to claim that the wallet belonged to him. But of course, he would have to prove that it was his wallet to claim. If you have a, an accident with your car, you claim against the insurance company and the insurance company will fix the damage to claim, to make a claim. And then uh, that's as a noun. And then to claim, you complete the form to claim repayment of the damage to your car. 
complain. Okay, so just get the pronunciation to complain. Some people love to complain. When people complain, they moan about what has happened or what hasn't happened. So somebody visits a hotel, they complain about a dirty bedroom. They complain that the swimming pool wasn't open at six o'clock in the morning. They complain about the service. They complain about the noise from the room next door. So they say that they are not happy because something happened that disturbed them. That's to complain. Concede. When we concede, again, it's about accepting. We concede defeat. We accept that we are not going to win. We concede, we accept that our argument is not the best argument. So in the presidential election, when there are two candidates, when it becomes very clear that one candidate has more than 50% of the votes, the other person will concede victory. He'll mean that he cannot win. So he will phone the opposition person and he will congratulate him on his victory. Reluctantly, but he will congratulate him on his victory. So he concedes that he is not going to win. If you're having an argument with some of your colleagues and they put forward better arguments, you concede, you accept that their arguments are the best or their proposal for the launch of the new product is the best uh, proposal. So you concede, you accept that that is right and yours is not so good to concede. Confirm. When we confirm something, we let somebody know that we've received something. We let somebody know that we are going to be at a particular meeting at a particular time. So you get an invitation to a meeting with your colleagues. So you send back a, a yes on, your, on the Google Meets and that will tell them that you are confirming, you confirm that you will be in attendance. I will be there. Yeah, I confirm that I will be there on Friday at three o'clock. I confirm that I received your email and I will reply to it later. So you might just give somebody an acknowledgement or a confirmation notice to confirm that you received whatever they had sent you to confirm. So it's a positive response to confirm. Deny. Well, when we deny something, we say we didn't do it or it didn't happen. So I denied that I was there at the scene of the accident. Somebody said they saw me standing on the street watching the, ac the accident, and I denied that I was there, meaning I wasn't there. In fact, I wasn't even in the city on that day. They must have mistaken me for somebody else. Okay, so to deny that you were there, to deny that you took the last biscuit. So your wife comes into the kitchen and said, who took the last biscuit? Was it you? No, no, it wasn't me. You deny that you took the last biscuit. Okay, so when you deny something, you will not accept that you did it or that you are responsible for that, to deny. Dismiss. When we dismiss something, we don't count it, okay, or we rule it out. So the government might dismiss an appeal by the opposition to have a vote on a particular part of the budget. So they dismiss or they just refuse to accept that they should consider the opposition's views. Okay, Or in a court of law, 
the judge might dismiss the case against the lady because there's not enough evidence or proof that she caused the accident. So when the court case arises, the judge will read the evidence and say, this case is dismissed. I cancel this case. The lady is free to go because there's not enough evidence to show or to support that she actually caused the accident to dismiss. Doubt. When we doubt something, we question whether it is right or wrong. I doubt that he will be there on Friday because he's got a very, very bad flu. So on Thursday, we're trying to organize the meeting and I'll be there, you'll be there, the other people were there, but I doubt that James will be there because James has got a really bad flu. I don't think we'll see him for several days. So to doubt means to challenge something right or something is wrong. We doubt that the government will be able to meet their financial targets because there's a recession coming or inflation is increasing. So all the promises that the government have made, they're not likely to come to fruition. So we doubt that they will be able to achieve what they promised to doubt. Inquire. When we inquire, it's a very formal way to ask for something. Okay. I saw an advertisement on the internet for a job that I thought might be interesting for me, but there weren't so many details in it. So I sent a quick note to inquire, to ask more about the job, to make an inquiry, to ask for more information. Or if you see something on the internet that you're interested in, perhaps somebody is selling a car secondhand and you think, hmm, that looks nice. It looks good value. I will inquire as to its condition. Could you send me some photographs so I can see the bodywork on the car? And if I like it, then I might come and see it for myself to inquire, to ask, to raise questions about something. Insist. Again, here we usually use the preposition on, to insist on something. When we insist on something, we demand, okay, to insist. So if there's going to be a meeting, you insist that it takes place at nine o'clock sharp and it ends at 10.30. So you're the chairman or the chairperson of that particular meeting. So you insist that everybody will be there before nine o'clock. The meeting is going to start at nine o'clock and it's going to end promptly at 10.30 and you will insist on that. So no matter what happens, no matter what people are discussing, the meeting will start at 9 a.m. and it will end at 10.30 a.m. to insist. You insist on paying for the meal. Every time your friend takes you out, he always pays for it first. But this time you say, okay, I'm gonna meet you, but I'm telling you now, I insist on paying for the meal this time, not you. You always pick up the tab. You always pick up the bill. I insist on paying this time, okay? Next, to object. And here we've got object to. When you object to something, you say, no, I'm not going to accept that. I don't accept. I object to the words that you use. I think the language is bad and it's going to send a bad message to our clients. We need to soften the letter, make it more friendly, user-friendly. So I object to the wording that you've used. The government can object to planning permission. So some builder wants to develop two or three blocks of apartments, but they're going to destroy the view of a beautiful old ancient building. So the government object 
to the planning permission. They won't approve it, so the building is not going to go ahead, thankfully. So to object to something or to object to something is to challenge something to make sure that it doesn't happen, or at the very least it is changed or adjusted or amended. Observe. When we observe something, it's about watching. Okay, We observe the children playing in the playground. We don't want to spoil the fun, but we want to make sure that they are safe and sound, so we keep our eyes on them. So we observe them from a distance. Yeah? To observe means to watch, to look over, to look out for. Or if you're sitting on the beach and you're just staring into space, into the ocean, you observe something on the horizon. It's a small ship. Or perhaps it's a big ship because you're looking at quite a distance. So as it comes closer, it gets bigger and bigger. So to observe, to watch, to look at, to see. Okay, to observe from a distance. Observation is the, the noun. Okay, an observation point will be a nice place to stand on a cliff on the top of a hill looking out over the ocean. Makes a good place for you to observe everything that's happening around you to observe. Propose. When we propose, we usually suggest something. So at a formal meeting, the chairperson will ask for somebody to propose what's going to happen. Will somebody propose this particular agenda item? So somebody says, yes, I propose it, and then somebody will second it, and it will be accepted. So when we propose something, we put forward a suggestion. You could simply propose that we go to the cinema on Friday night and that we go to the movie that we've been threatening to go to for many, many weeks. So you propose, you make a suggestion. When somebody wants to get married, they propose to their girlfriend. Yeah, So they ask their girlfriend, will you marry me? Let's get married. They propose. Okay. So to propose, to suggest, in this case, to suggest marriage or to propose, suggest going to the cinema. Recommend. Well, again, recommend is about suggesting, but it's a recommendation. So it's somebody can accept it or they can reject it. It's only a recommendation to recommend going to the movie. I thought it was a really good movie. I think you would like it. I would recommend it. Or that book, wow, it's really interesting. And when you get to the middle of the book, it, it has a few twists. I won't spoil it for you, but I would certainly recommend reading it. You'll really, really enjoy it. So to recommend is to make some suggestions, proposals, ideas that you think somebody might like. What do you recommend? What do you suggest? What do you recommend? What do you propose? Regret. Well, this is done with sadness. When we regret something, we are sorry that something happened or indeed that something didn't happen. Yeah, we are sad. I regret that I am un unable to come to your party because I'm going to be away. You're sad that you're going to miss your friend's 40th birthday party, but there's nothing you can do about it. You're away on a business trip. I regret that I didn't call you to wish you good luck in your exam. I meant to, but it just slipped my mind and I really regret it, but I'm really sorry and I hope you did well to regret something. You're sorry that you missed something, sorry that you didn't do something, or sorry that you will be unable 
to do something, to attend to a meeting or attend a party or whatever it might be that you've been invited to. Now, the next word, you've got to be really, really careful. It's to resent something, not resent. Resent is is very different. To resend something means to send it a second time because somebody didn't get it. When you resent something, you object strongly. I resent the words that you use. I resent the accusation that you made. So you really, really object when somebody says, oh, that's your fault. That was your problem. You were supposed to ring him. You were supposed to get that contract signed. It was up to you. I resent that. I tried. I contacted him, but he didn't want to sign it at the time. So you have a bit of an argument. But when you resent something, you object. You object to somebody's behavior. I resent the tone in your voice. You object to the way somebody is talking to you. You have no right to talk to me like that. If you want to have an argument or indeed if you think I did something, of course we can discuss it, but not in that tone. So I resent. I resent being called fat. I resent being called stupid. So if somebody uses those words, of course you have a right and you can resent what they say. But just make sure you don't use it as resent. I resent it. Reveal. When something is revealed, it's uncovered or discovered. Yeah, okay. When somebody was digging in his garden for, I don't know, to make an extension to his his house, he revealed some hidden treasures. So he found the bones from some dinosaur from thousands of years ago. And that actually has happened recently. Or when he's digging in his land, he discovers some gold coins from the Roman Empire days. So these things, these discoveries or these revelations happen all the time. So when something is revealed, it is uncovered. So some information that was previously not known is now given to the public. The reasons why the property development didn't go ahead have been revealed to the public. They have been announced to the public so everybody will know what happened and who was responsible. Everything will be revealed next week. Everything will be uncovered. Everything will be announced. Everything will be made public. So when you reveal something, you make it public. You make it known. Threaten. To threaten somebody, well, we can threaten somebody with violence. So somebody grabs you and said, if you don't give me your wallet, I'm going to punch you. They threaten you. So to threaten means to take some action against you. So they can threaten you physically. Okay, so if you don't give me the wallet, I will punch you. So to threaten you physically. Or they could threaten to sue you if you don't take back the words that you use. So if you wrote a bad letter about somebody and you made some accusations that might not be true, they could threaten to sue you in a court of law if you don't withdraw those words. So to threaten can be physical or indeed it could be something like a court case. So, oh, we could threaten our kids that if you don't do your homework, I'm going to take your mobile phones away from you for two days, okay? So you make a promise, but it's got a really bad ending. So if they don't do the homework, no mobile phones to threaten. And then finally, we've got the word warn, W-A-R-N. When you warn somebody, you give them advance notice that something is going to happen. Our weather forecasters usually warn us about bad weather that's coming. 
They don't always get it right, but they warn us about storms coming. They warn us about heavy rainfalls. They warn us about high tides and floods and all sorts of issues that might be a danger to life and limb. So to warn means to give advance notice that something usually bad is going to happen. So the teacher will warn you, if you don't improve your marks, you're not going to pass the exam. So they give you or she gives you a warning. Or if you indeed, if you don't attend all the classes, you could be suspended. Okay, so to give you a warning. Okay, so that's a long, long video. There are 20 particular words. As I said, these are advanced words. They're all about reporting, reported speech, the type of verbs that we need to use. Really, really useful, not only in your spoken English, but very particularly in your written English when you're writing essays. These are the sort of verbs that you want to use. So 20 in total. So there's plenty of them for you to practice plenty of them for you to listen to, and plenty of them for you to use. Okay, here we go. Admit, boast, claim, complain, concede, confirm, deny, dismiss, doubt, Enquire, insist, object to, observe, propose, recommend, regret, resent. Be careful with this one, it's not resent, it's resent. Reveal threaten, and then finally warn. Try and practice them. See, do you understand them? If you need any help, and there are lots of them there in the list, send me a note, and I'll be very happy to give you some additional examples. As always, I really, really appreciate it when you watch and you listen. If you want to contact me, well, then you can do so. www.englishlesson via skype.com. This is Harry saying goodbye for now, and join me for the next lesson.